What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Drunk Boys Basement, where drunk conversations happen. I, was, I knew you were going to do some stupid <laughs> shit. It's like the fifth take we've done. I. It's more than that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so we learned how to bleep out swear words two weeks ago, which really taught me a valuable lesson in audio, is that you can have a swear word bleeped differently, and it sounds differently. Like if I say horse it it sounds differently but if i bleep it differently like horse you can hear the more emphasis between the c and the k but the first time you couldn't you got your work cut out for you on this one buddy i don't like where this is going this is terrible isn't that so interesting and i love that because i say it and we haven't actually bleeped it yet so this is ron uncut but the audience Just will like, not know. Actually, never mind. Say it, and you're gonna have to bleep that too. <laughs> <laughs> Just like my. Try, try, there you go. There's another one. <laughs> Trying to make this show more family friendly. This is what we start out with. Yeah, but it's just so interesting that like you bleep it like horse, <laughs> and it's fine. But then you bleep it like horse, <laughs> and it Why? sounds differently <laughs> because we still are holding to the integrity of bleeping out swear words. But the second way it's bleeped leaves more in there that leaves less to the imagination i think all you're doing is making sean's job a lot harder i think we'll get through it pretty quick apparently i just gotta work now yeah can just upload episodes yeah you know it's part of trying to improve the quality of work we do well mostly you too i just show up and say yes you just i think our listeners have to have to give their voice if they they like the bleeps or if they like our family friendly what? Are family friendly? Are Why family... do you say well, things? Well, you know what's so interesting them? is there's this podcast done by Rooster Teeth, uh, Jeff Ramsey, Gavin Free. Is he and... related to Gordon Ramsey? I no, waiting. I was waiting for that. And their friend Andrew Patterson, and they have a pod, uh, podcast called Fuckface. And because the word face is like face, how would you advertise that? It's literally F star star K. But if you just say the word fuck, it doesn't have to be bleeped. But if you say fuck face, you have to bleep the first part. So we now have to go through <laughs> yeah, and bleep that. That's true. But it's really interesting because they like talked about how the things that they were running into with like uh, compliance with, you know, because Rooster Teeth is a very large company. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the compliance issues that they ran into with that. So. Well, that's one of the things that I've started reading into is the more we grow <clears throat> as a podcast and company, we have to start abiding by abiding by certain fcc laws that i didn't know were there and i didn't know existed until i started reading up on some of them um so yeah a lot of the stuff that he said you have to you have to you (laughs) have to censor eight of them in the last five minutes (laughs) well thankfully i know which ones have to and do not have to be bleeped uh, you want to go through and edit this? He's the FCC. No, nope, there was one now. that does not have to be bleeped. The rest do. <laughs> yeah. Is that your bit? That was it. That oh, was uh, uh, yeah, it was right, well. the difference between horse cock and horse Son cock. Of a <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sean's getting... Uh, <laughs> uh, 10 we're up to right now? Yeah, All right, 10 let's or go. 11, man. <laughs> I lost track. Oh, you guys are keeping track. I wasn't. I just know that, well, it's his job. Okay, uh, Ryan. What? 
So I go to the barber today, right? Yeah. Who is the guy that works next to him? It's Bala. Bala. Yeah. Uh, that was my first time meeting him. Did you understand a single thing he said? Nope. <laughs> okay. He didn't understand a single thing I said. <laughs> Imagine getting your hair cut by him and you have absolutely no idea what he's saying. Yeah, he cut your hair. Yep. But you know what's so funny is he was standing there and he is exactly who James would be if he was an immigrant barber. Slightly racist. Is he? No, was he wearing... I'm not trying to be racist. He looked... That's I love, exactly I love what a racist would say. I love... <laughs> <laughs> No, his personality, like the way, like, uh, what's it called when it's like disassociative personality disorder? No. Oh. What's it called when like their movements, just gest- gestures? But there's a, there there's a more formal mannerisms. Word for it. Mannerisms. His mannerisms are James, <laughs> and it was so odd to me. But yeah, that was my first time seeing him, and he wore a full suit. Yeah, he had so always. Yeah, and he always. had a. Uh, you know, pins in there that yep. had like scissors and everything. And mm-hmm. you can tell he definitely like admires the work he does. Oh yeah. He always, he's always in like a, a button down with a tie and then a, a vest. Yeah. And you know, that's see, funny. I'm just imagining the fact that like, I'm trying to picture James in that His situation. Bala? Bala. Yeah. Bala. Yeah. So like, I'm just imagining James getting a job as like a hairstylist. No, imagine James taking his job professionally. As a hair barber. Honestly, That's that was false. more insulting than anything else he said. <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking about the fact that he'd walk in, he'd be like, oh, I have to cut people's hair. I'm out. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, his mannerisms, it was just like, that's like James taking his hair barber career professional. And not in like a joke or anything, but it was just so interesting. Well, it is a joke because I would not trust him with a pair of scissors. Well, that's very true. He did show me that he got a gun though. Why are we talking about James? <laughs> it was Bala and oh, his mannerisms. That's fair. Yeah, it was so interesting to me uh, that. Um, but Hassan was awesome. He always is, man. Yeah, it was great to get my hair cut. I found that again. I found that barbershop by accident because I was going to Supercuts because that chick that I was. Anyway, she worked there. They closed because of COVID, and this was one of the only barbershops that was open. And I was like, it's a legit barbershop. Like, let's see what it's about. <clears throat> it's a legit barbershop. Those oh yeah. Chairs in there. Yeah, dude. They've got their own chairs, their own setup. Like it's, it's three chairs. It's sick. The place is awesome. Were they listening to Johnny cash? Not, there was no music this time. Okay. They're always, always listening, always they're always listening to Johnny cash, but it's dude, it's awesome. I mean, it's a little bit, the thing is people, some of the people I've recommended to go there, they're like, oh man, it's pricey. I'm like, yeah, because you're going to like sports clips and paying like four bucks and your hair is all sports fucked up. Sports clips is like 25. Is it sports clips is 25 dollars? Yeah, I go there all the time. The hell? Yeah, but uh, they, I the, mm, sorry for that. The person, <laughs> the, the person that always cut my hair, she works at sports clips. I've never and set foot in sports clips in my life. I didn't go there until one of my old co-workers, he had a really nice haircut. And I was like, hey, who did you go to? I need a new barber. And he's like, oh, go ask Laura at Sports Clips. And it was right down the street from our work, you know, in Fort Union. Mm. And so I went in. She cut my hair and was like, all right, that was cool. So I've been going to her for years. But then this year she got COVID and was hospitalized. Damn. And then that's why I was like, hey, Ryan, I need a barber in the meantime, like till homegirl pulls through. Um, you don't so you don't there. get your hair cut that often though, do you? Uh, every three weeks, four weeks. Yeah, see, you that's I, that was my thing. Is the the more I started, I mean, I I pay a lot of money for my haircuts, but 
I go every two weeks. Yeah. And um, I the thing is, I've never walked out of there disappointed. I've walked out of so many barber shops or fucking hair salons. Hair salons, yeah, with terrible haircuts, dude. Like, yeah, I had, I had bad haircuts up until like I was like fourteen. I found someone who cut hair. She did a really good job, and I went to her for good several like eight years. It's the unspoken thing about growing up, though, as a guy is like, who's my barber? You don't realize. I mean, some Sean doesn't some, care. Some, some people get lucky. Sean, you've always had short hair, so it's probably not always. He, we're not going to talk about that phase. <laughs> you've always had short hair, so it's been a little bit easier for you to get haircuts. But I've had so many bad haircuts in my life, dude. Like, so when I find oh, a person, yeah. I stick with them. And then they eventually move, move or, or go somewhere else. Yeah, and then I'm stuck trying to find a new barber. I'm just I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about how I, have to, how I have to re-dye my hair at some point. Why do you have to do anything? I mean, that's a good point. You know, I want, I want to dye my hair. I'm not what? sure how. So my old barber, since she had COVID, you know, she like hadn't worked for months. So that's why I, like, I didn't have a haircut for like eight weeks, which is unheard of. Because I usually go like three weeks. Oh, dude, time. when COVID, yeah, my shit was going on like a month and a half. I looked and, like a caveman. Yeah, and I don't know how I'm going. I don't know if I'm going to split, you know, or if I'm just going to divide my time equally between Hassan and Laura. You what know, you do is get get your haircut by Laura and then decide. Because <laughs> you've gone to him twice now. Yeah, but one thing that makes Hassan super convenient is it's right by Sean's house where I end up every Friday. That's true. And my other barber was very convenient at my old job because it was literally down the street, so I could go there before work, get my hair did. I mean, both of them are out of the way at this point. She's out of the way. This one's not as oh, bad because I come yeah, here. Yeah, and fair. so I can come here, go to <clears throat> Hassan at 6, get my hair did, show up at Sean's. It works out really nice. So I just like this dude. The whole like the shaving cream on the neck, the straight razor. It's a good time. Yeah, except I got straight razor today and I got nicked up a little. And then he's like, after shave, and I was like, man, I got my. You COVID think you shot got today? You think I you don't got, think I'm ready? For you that. think you got nicked up, dude? Freaking Bala was like, the, Hassan was gone one time when I first started going to this place, and Bala was like, I'll do it, or however he says it. And uh, wow, that was kind of racist. Um, <laughs> And um, he was like, oh, you have sensitive skin? He's fucking drawing blood on my neck. He's like <laughs> scraping my neck with the razor. I'm like, no, I don't have sensitive skin. I just have the sensitivity being cut by a razor blade. But yeah, you got your COVID shot today. I was going to ask you about that. I did get my COVID How'd that shot. How'd go? So You're like, I am deathly afraid of needles. Deathly afraid of needles. Have I ever told you guys my first COVID shot experience story? I'm talking to the dude who passed out last time I got a needle stuck in him. <laughs> yeah but i i get such bad anxiety like i actually like don't have many vaccines because of it oh wow i didn't know that i, I broke my foot a couple of years ago and they're like all right it looks like it's time for tetanus booster and i was like actually i'd just live I'm with tetanus not, i was like actually i i'm not gonna fucking get it and he the doctors said no you're getting it i am not signing your medical release waiver until yeah. you get the shot yeah and I do that shit. we had a legitimate 30 minute standoff Oh, for real? Room, me sitting in the room, and he's like, "You're we're not. You're not leaving until you get this shot. Legally, you cannot leave." And I was like, <clears throat> "No, I." So the first the first COVID shot I got was at a Walgreens, um, some part of town. I don't know where it was, but I this was right when they first started rolling out 
to the different states. So like the nurse or the, I don't know what you call them, the administrator, the administrators of the vaccine were like overwhelmed for sure. And um, I went to this Walgreens and I'm already like, I hate needles too. I'm not like, if it's a necessity, then I'll do it. I'll just deal with it. But um, so I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the like little faux waiting room they built in this stupid pharmacy in Walgreens. And they've got this like little divider that you go behind and the, mm-hmm. the person comes out and does the shot. And um, so I get nervous. I'm not going to lie. I get nervous about needles. So I use my, my coping mechanism with nerves is to just like make really ridiculous small talk. Like, oh, how are your kids? Do you have kids? Like just stupid, just to try to get my mind off the fact she's about to stab me with metal in my arm. And um, I was, you know, talking to her because she looked tired and it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, no, it was later than that. It was way later than that. It was like two, but she looked tired and I was like, well, like, has it been busy? Like, you know, just making really ridiculous. And she's like, yeah, I've been really busy. And I'm like, oh, that's, that sucks. And in passing, she was like, the girl that was supposed to replace me never came in and I didn't get a break. And I was like, damn, like that sucks. And she's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to eat lunch. And I was like, no, yeah, it's, and I'm watching her draw this, this syringe from this bottle and her hand is shaking like her her, her, hand, her left hand is shaking or the right times well so what what freaked me out was i, I was like you know okay I'm like we'll just not look i can't look at when anything goes into my arms or my any parts of my body i i just look away like blood draws i'll faint if i yeah i have to look away from needles and i always get my shots in my left arm because i'm left hand dominant and she was shaking like no tomorrow and she went to put the needle in my arm and I'm used to a flu shot and a flu shot's just a quick, if they're good, it's quick, pull it out, done. That's it. That's it. Homegirl put it in my arm and I, she was pushing the plunger real slow, but she was shaking enough to where I could feel the needle moving around in my arm, my, my shoulder. It was, I could feel like I can talking about it now. I can feel it moving around in my, and I immediately, and she looks at me and she goes, you got really, are you okay? Cause I got really pale and I could start tasting like metal in my mouth. And that is an instant sign that I'm about to pass out. <laughs> and so I, I'm like ripping the side of the chair and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, just, just hurry, please. And she finished and dude, it hurt. Like it hurt a lot. And meanwhile, I'm having like a slight panic attack in this divider. And there's like 13 different people outside just <laughs> listening to me freak out. And um, it caused two of the, so there was a family that was sitting right on the other side of the divider with two girls and it caused both of them to leave. The girls were like, we're not doing that. We are not doing it. Because I was like, this is a fucking nightmare. And um, since I didn't know what to expect, I was pretty anxious about the whole thing anyway. And she was, I stood up way too fast. But she was like, you need to sit here for 15 minutes in case like an adverse reaction happens. And I was like, this is news to me. I did not know that that was a possibility. And I'm sitting there. I'm sitting in the chair. And dude, my left arm starts throbbing. Like it Ugh. hurt. And I was like, okay, I have slight social anxiety. I don't want to tell anybody that something's happening because then the SWAT team might show up and I might go to a hospital. Like I didn't know what to do, but as soon as it came, it went and it sucked. And so the second time I got my shot, the first thing I did, I was like, when'd you eat? And she was like, what the fuck? like, what kind of question is that? And she's like, like an hour ago. And I was like, okay, all right. And she one and done real quick. But dude, that first girl, Ugh. So I go in today to a Walgreens, drop off two prescriptions. It's like, hey, can I get the vaccine here? And he goes, yep, you can just walk in and ask for it and we can 
step aside and do it for you. I was like, okay, cool. When I have to come in an hour, when I come pick these up, I'll do it. So I'm talking to a guy. I was like, dude, I'll be honest. I'm like afraid of needles. Like I really don't want to do this, but I have to. And he's like, okay, like, you know, come back. So your, your thing then is, it's not that you're one of those COVID no freaks. I couldn't say, I can't say that, but one of those people that's like the vaccine's just a tracking chip. You're just like, I don't fucking like needles. I don't, I don't care what needles. the vaccine is. Yeah, I just I don't, don't like, okay. I don't give a shit. I'll get the, <laughs> okay, fair I enough. will get the flu over getting a fucking shot. Damn dude. I, I, I could swear to God, I would rather get the flu over wow. a vaccine. Okay. So I go back and I was like, Hey man, I, I have to do this. He's like, all right, are you ready? And I was like, fuck no. And he's like, okay, cool. Let's go back to this booth. So go into the booth. And I just, I put my head on the booth on the wall and I said, pulled up my right arm. I said, stab me as fast as you can. And he goes, okay, do you want stabs me in the arm me to give you a countdown? I was like, thank you so much. Yeah. Those guys are, those guys are good, man. I've, <laughs> I've had some, some of those nurses. The thing that always sets it in for me when I was a lot younger is the alcohol swab like the alcohol pad it second, gets me riled up the second that goes on my arm i'm like here we go it's, yep. it's game time we're yep. doing this the the worst ones for me and i was actually telling some guys at the gym this um a couple weeks ago uh is blood draws blood draws for me have always been terrible i won't do it um <clears throat> so when i was doing the hiv thing when i got when, when i thought i had hiv and i was doing the medication for it when you got stabbed yeah when i got stabbed yeah <laughs> Um, every three to four weeks I had to get a blood draw because they had to make sure my kidney and liver function was, um, working, working because the, the drug did some stuff, but it mostly affected your liver and kidneys and that, and that they needed to make sure your levels of whatever it was were stable. Otherwise they'd have to reduce the dosage or change whatever it was. Um, and so years and years and years ago, I had a digestive issue and the thing that the doctor prescribed was a blood draw and I was like 13 and that was the first time I ever had a blood draw. And, um, long story short, I basically, the dude did it. I stood up and I blacked out and I was in the back room with the, the, the dude trying to like force a juice box in my mouth because <laughs> I passed out. But, um, where I'm going with that is the same, the same place that I passed out like five, 10, 20, whatever number years ago that was was the same place that I had to get my blood drawn again. And I remember it because I made it far enough. You're like, oh, this is vivid. <laughs> yeah, I made it far enough out of the room. This is the same room. There was, there's the, the, the reception table. And then on the on, in front of the reception table, there's a giant aquarium. And I'll forever remember that aquarium. But I made it out. So the guy had my arm on a like a little table. Do you go Yep. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. I have those flashbacks. So, so, <laughs> I have so, a story at that hospital. So, it, yeah, they put your arm down on this little table. They put the uh, little rubber thing on your arm to constrict blood flow, and they draw your blood. Cool. And then what they don't tell you is um, just don't stand up immediately because if you will, you fall over because they're, they don't want you to eat like 14 to 24 to 14 hours before. Yeah. So I was already – my blood sugar was already in the toilet. And on top of that, they're going to take, gonna take more of, of my – take like a gallon <laughs> of my blood out of my body. And I made it out just far enough to where the um, fish tank was. And then I – vivid like in the back of my mind, I hear, catch him. And then I woke up on a table in the back back room. But I had to go there every three to four weeks for a blood draw. And um, the last – the very last one that I did was um, – I got pretty used to it. I mean, it sucked every time. I'm not going to lie. But I got used to it. And the last one I did – was the dude that usually did it was not there. 
So in walks one of the hottest nurses I've ever seen in my life. Like just, just she's just like, ma'am, you're gonna have a hard time drawing blood because it's all in my bone. <laughs> <laughs> Effectively, I'm so sorry. And it's the truth. And um, so I, I immediately like I automatically got nervous anyway because of being in her presence, and I was like, oh shit. Turns out she was she was she was a new lobotomist like a couple weeks out of whatever school school it was lobotomy training and so what they what what she what it's it's all common practice they put the table down you put your arm on it whatever arm they're going to take the blood out of and then they put the thing around your bicep or wherever it is and then they you know wait a second and they stick the thing in with the vial on the end of it and the vial collects all the blood because the blood pulls into the vial um and you might actually have to, because there's a liability here that I'm about to talk about. And he said the name of the hospital, so you might have to leave that out. But um, just more work. So all. again, I can't look at the, I can't look at that, especially blood draws. It'll, it'll make me woozy. So she puts it in my right arm, and I'm looking to the left, and it's a slight pinch, and then it kind of gets a little bit better. But I'm starting to get dizzy, and I've never gotten dizzy just by getting my blood drawn. It's only after the fact when I stand up. And I start feeling some some warmth on my forearm, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of. And I look over at my arm, and dude, the the needle's in my vein, but the vial wasn't screwed in, so it's pull, it's it's coming out of the the, the base of the like tube thing that it catch the vial catches it in, and I'm like starting to freak out because she had turned around <laughs> this for like is precious blood, please. dude. She turned around for two seconds, and she was printing off the label. And what they do is they print off the label, and then they stick make, it on the vial. They stick it on the vial, but before they do that, they make you. They're like, "Is this the correct information?" information. And she turns around and goes, "Is this the correct?" Oh my god! And she like jammed the vial into the so thing, it just and it digs the needle. Fucking hurts so bad. Passed out immediately. Just completely. I don't remember anything after that. <laughs> but dude, I woke that up. That fish tank was and, there in the morning. <laughs> But I woke up and she's fanning me. I don't know how long I was out, but she was fanning me and I'm still in the chair like slumped over and dude, it looked it looked like I was an angsty teenager. My arm had a, like, it wasn't a lot of blood, but it was more than I needed to see outside of my body. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, that's fine. Like I, dude, I could hear like the AC, like the lights were really vivid and my I mouth. I could hear the lights and taste dude. the AC. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And so another guy comes in and he's like, Jesus, and because there was blood like on the like armrest and on my sh- like my pants, and <laughs> so that she she we figured it out, and I like I'm finally like okay, it's not a big deal, guys. It happens. She's new. It's not a big deal. And I stand up and I walk but out my of the room. Will be contacting you <laughs> next week. And I walk out of the room, and there's a woman that's the only other woman that's in the waiting room, and she lost her shit because there was blood on my shirt, like on my pants. It looked like she just stabbed me with something and was like, okay, hey, good to go. That was the worst. Out of every hospital experience I've ever had, that was, no, I can't say that. I have another one. But I, I don't think I can talk about that on the show because that will get somebody sued. Um, so when you go into the first grade, you have to get a bunch of shots, right? Yeah. So at that hospital, <laughs> a six-year-old Tristan was, uh, I was a big kid in the first grade. I mean, I probably was like, 90 pounds he looks like he looks now just with facial four hair. nine like monster kid uh, <laughs> um so they go to give me my shots <laughs> and uh you know the um what's a 
pediatric, not pediatric, yeah, pediatric area. You know where that is in the hospital? Yeah, it's terrifying. There's like toys the and shit tank. all over. The- oh yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's fish tanks there. So you go back, <laughs> you go, you go behind the door and you just immediately go right. And that's how you get to like all the rooms. Yep. And I'm like in the room, just dead down the hall. Mm. And I walk in and they're like, okay, this isn't just a normal checkup. You got tricked into going to the doctor's yeah, they office. They knew what was going to happen. Oh, no. I take off. <laughs> Were you like, was your mom there or something? Both my parents. You just took off to the. I'm booking it down the hall and I can't get out the door to the lobby. And they fucking grab me. And God. They drag me back to the room. And they set me down. They're like, "Okay, are you calm down? Are you gonna? Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm calm." And I take <laughs> off. Oh my god! I take off again. But they had a nurse on the other <laughs> side. They were ready the this door. time. <laughs> Sorry. They had like half the staff there just waiting for Tristan to run out the room. So the nurse body slams me. <laughs> I'm in the like main area with all the all of the doors. And they have the nurse on me. They like have in the a, hallway. Yeah, they have yeah. one nurse on my back, another whole nurse holding my arm. Dude, he was he must have been a big dude in first grade. The nurse is on his back, like on a first grader's <laughs> back, like holding this man yeah, down. And then they had one nurse holding my arm, another nurse on my legs. Oh my god! And then the nurse giving me the shot. And I was it was just one. <laughs> it was two. Oh my! God. And I was screaming, bloody murder, tears just rolling out of my face. And they're like, okay, it wasn't that bad, was it? I was like, mm, I'm going to remember yeah. this forever. Talk about it on a podcast in 25 years. So they get me back in. I sit on the, the table. And they're like, okay, another one. Are you? I, <laughs> no, I go, you didn't. I go for the door. I go for the door. All oh. these nurses are terrible at delivering just, bad news. They hold me against the wall and they're like, we swear this is the last one, Fuck okay? And I'm like, oh my ah! god! And they just jam it into my arm, get it over with, and I hadn't had a shot since I broke my foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Oh my god! My my mom, the the doctor that was like the one who delivered me up until I was like eighteen, it was a primary care physician. Primary yeah. care. She every time I saw her, she was like, "I still can't believe." <laughs> okay, I believe you did what that. What I witnessed, and my mom, when I went and got my tetanus shot, she was with me, and she's like, "Oh, you're not getting this boy to get a shot. Go lock those fucking doors." <laughs> so, uh, my behavior this time was far improved. When I got my tetanus one, I was like... Tet- well, tetanus shots hurt. That's the thing is everyone's like, oh, it's not that bad. And I always like, no, you're you're lying to me. Like, out of- I've heard. <clears throat> no, my tetanus shot was not painful at all. Really? Out of, Did not Out of hurt. all the shots that I've had or heard about, I've heard tetanus is one of the most, one of the more painful ones. Yeah, it was not. I. Huh. It was less painful than my COVID shot, and that wasn't bad. But my COVID shot, my behavior, just put my head on the wall. <laughs> in shame i mean that's vastly improved over six-year-old tristan i'd be curious to know you i don't 
No, it's the second one. You'll feel fine for this one. You'll yeah, the get... second one, they're like, okay, the shot itself is fine. Your arm will hurt, which yeah. is fine. I don't care about pain. Like, I have a very high pain threshold. The thing, the thing that I uh, heard, I didn't do. I just kind of, well, so when I got my second one, I woke up feeling kind of shitty, and then I took some Tylenol, and it went away. Yeah, and that's what it's everyone not, said. It's not a big deal, but on that story, when we first went to Africa, um, both of my parents were vaccinated up the up the wazoo. I mean, they had all the shit. Oh yeah, when you got Africa, I, you I didn't. A ton. And we were leaving a week before or a week after I was supposed to get all my vaccines. And when I say all, I mean twelve. I had to get twelve, six shots in each arm. Okay, Bro, I would have just been like, just and, throw it up in the <clears throat> auction, man. I don't remember how young. Throw it I, in a turkey based. <laughs> just mix that shit up in a blender and let me drink it. I don't remember how young I was, but both my parents were there and we were at the travel clinic and um, I knew that I was getting some shots. I didn't know that the number was 12. I didn't know that I was getting a dozen vaccines at once. And there are going to be people that listen to this and like, that's not, that happened. It still happens. Go to the travel clinic, be like, I'm going to Cambodia. They're going to give you everything they have. (laughs) It'll happen. And I didn't know that I was getting that many shots. And dude, I remember, so I'm sitting, it was like an interrogation room. So there's like a window when you walk in the door, there's a window directly in front of the door. And then there's like the little table that the, that they have in the little checkup rooms. And then there were chairs against the window and there was one chair in the center of the room. And I was like, Oh fuck. And I sat down on the chair and I'm like starting to freaking panic. Like I'm freaking out. And my mom's like, it's okay. I'm like, it's not okay, mom. You don't know. You don't know what's about to happen. And two nurses walk in and dude, my, and my parents so my dad grabs my left arm my mom grabs my right arm and they just hold them down against the arms of the chair and these nurses just <laughs> against my arms and i think after like shot yeah, eight, like in the scene in scarface when they get shot up at the end. <laughs> 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 and my i don't remember this but my mom said after shot like seven or eight i, I was out like oh, i was yeah. completely just and i was like completely out for like half an hour like my dad carried me out of the clinic and uh Two days after Could that. Can you imagine how many suckers you've got for that? <laughs> They're like, here's the bag. Dude, two days after that was, to this day, the most sick I've ever been in my life. Yeah, I And it was like yellow fever. It was like hepatitis A through Z. Like it oh, was, yeah. uh, it was dude, Nile Z. It was oh, yeah. everything. And I was so sick for like a day. And then the next day, it was gone. Yeah. You know, and I was so <clears> petty <throat> as a child. Well, I'm still petty. I was like, well, yeah, I was, I was actually so petty. They're like, do you want a sucker? And I was like, no, keep your sucker and shove it up your ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> they were like, okay, do you want a zebra bandaid or no? I was like, just give me the normal one. Like at six, I was a he turned. Ass. He got he got a shot through into a whole ass man. <laughs> just give it to me. I don't give. Sean, a shit. have you gotten your vaccine? Yeah, um, a COVID vaccine or like yeah. or your HPV? Yeah, I've gotten like all the vaccines that actually that I have think, been required. I think I'm due for an HPV vaccine pretty soon. Isn't it like 25? I won't do it. If I know I have HPV to, but... should get as a teenager. Yeah, I got mine as a teenager. But I don't it's know. Three shots. So <laughs> after I <heard> this, <laughs> what is enough? I have like 25 percent coverage. Well, and I had talked to uh, like my physician about it, and I was like. All right, like HPV man, like how 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 bad is it really? And he's, he's like, like <laughs> one in four adults have it. Most of the time, it just goes away. But like, well, there's three of us in this room, so that should give you like genital warts or something. I was like, honestly, man, I'm not getting it. And he was like, you should really reconsider. And I was like, 
I reconsidered. I'm not getting it. Yeah, it, the HPV when I was when I was 17, that that shit sucked. That wasn't fun. Yeah, I'm definitely not getting it. That's always been my thing. I never had much issue with shots. This I mean, is... like, I, I'm definitely not that's comfortable a, with it. That's a bold-faced lie, Mr. I passed out. I'm surprised I passed <laughs> out. Because that was the funny thing is I didn't even care. I was like, just shoot it up and let's get this over with. And then he, like, the doctor left the room and I stood up. And I'm it still, was the I'm... worst decision I've ever made. So, to me, I'm convinced that it's because of the... Because it was local anesthesia, right? Yeah. I'm convinced it was because of the location of it and then you stood up like an idiot. Well, I, I shouldn't say I stood up. I, I like, leaned up. You're probably, st- like, in yeah, some form still, of shock that you didn't realize you were in. Probably. And then just passed out. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You know what's weird was after I got I mean, sh- getting shot three times in the, in the toe, it was oh. great. Oh, yeah, you said three. I yeah, forgot. Three yeah. different shots. That would, I mean, that's, I think that's warranted. If it's just one, oh, then. I did have to get a shot when I got my wisdom teeth out. They had to put me under anesthesia, right? They put it in your gum? No, they, so it was like a, it was it was a general anesthesia so it like knocks me out and they're like we can put it in your hand if Whoa. you have like big enough veins and i was like actually hand i do and i like i can pump my veins up huge and they were like yep that'll do and i said okay and i literally watched them stick it in and i was out like what i remember was it going in my hand and that was it and i was just like woke up and i was like damn that was wild <laughs> Yeah, the last time I had a needle in my arm was when I blacked out at the gym. Remember when I seen that Snapchat that I was at the hospital? Yeah. I blacked out, yeah, and then my mom drove me to the hospital. And, dude, out of that whole experience, um, they put an IV in my arm. And I was expecting them to do it in my hand, like the movies and everything else I've seen. And the chick put it in my arm. and It's because it's just a lot easier. Like, you have to have really good vein handling. Well, yeah, and and, and they thought that it was – I don't know what they thought, but – the the IV needle itself was way bigger than I than yeah, I remember. They're, yeah, they're and, sixteen gauge. They're like the biggest. And she put. put it in my arm in such a way that they had to strap my left arm down because if I if I bent my arm up, the needle would have gone through. And that's what she told me, and I passed out. <laughs> and uh, that whole experience was a shit show. I IVs are. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, no. yeah needles needles in general like if you're a drug addict fucking kudos because i don't know how you do you that shit every day is like when i get cavities um you know they have to like numb your gum and they have to do it like on the top it just barely goes in in the bottom it goes like have you guys ever had a bottom cavity filled no mm-hmm. i've had a top one on my left and when they did the, the needle anesthesia, it's like it just feels it's like a quarter inch of and it's it's just tiny. pressure it just feels like pressure yeah because they already they put uh uh, is, it, is it cortisol or whatever the fucking it's numbing cream on your gum line and then they put the needle in there yeah so the bottom one it actually has to go in uh into your the back of your gums and it has to go all the way to your jawbone oh my god and it's like two and a half inches and so so i assume you had a bottom cavity then i've had a couple oh my god and they put you under for that no oh so I'm like not into needles, right? And I was like, I need a man up. You can't see. Sh- well, you can't see anything below your nose when you're just. So he, so the a do- uh, dentist goes and puts laughing gas on me, right? And it's like five minutes. He's like, how are you feeling? I was like, dude, I don't feel anything different. He's like, okay. Turns it up a little bit. Comes back like five minutes later. He's like, how are you doing? I was like, I don't feel anything. He's like, I really shouldn't do this. Cracks the bottle open. And he sits there. And like four minutes later, he's like. How are you feeling? I was like, dude, I'm not feeling anything. He's like, this would have a full grown man on his ass, like 300 pounds. How are you? I was like, dude, I don't know. He's like, 
all right, clearly it's just not going to work for you. I don't know how that's possible, but we're going to have to go go ahead and do it anyways. And I was like, whatever. Like we, I was like, we don't have to numb it. And he's like, oh. We're You're going to want to numb we're it. We're going to numb it. Yeah. And so he puts it in my mouth, and I'm like, grab my chair. And it like, it like goes back. And it wasn't that big of a deal. And then the second time I had to do it, I was like, yeah, whatever, let's do it. And then I was like, absolutely freaked out about the top and he's like dude you just went through the bottom ones this is nothing he's like i was like i don't know what it is it's something about the top of my gums just feels super sensitive he's like no watch does it and i was like i did not feel that yeah i don't i don't know man the I, guy here who fears needles the most has had the most needles in his life no like <laughs> i but they're like the things the ones that go in your in your mouth are like 27 gauges like, they're like Tiny. They're really small needles. Tiny. But like the IV needles, they're 16 gauge. And I use needles at work because I have to draw drug products out. And so I have all of the needles and I look at them. So when I go to Walgreens today, I was like, hey, dude, can I get the vaccine? He's like, yeah. And he's like, I asked him, what's the needle size? He said, 25 gauge. I said, okay, cool. Let's do it. He's like a six gauge, <laughs> small tube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't – that's the thing that's shitty is needles are a necessity though like because half the stuff that you use, half the stuff you need is like uh, – I wonder the impact that needles have had on human civilization besides absolutely massive. What? <laughs> like the impact – like if needles were never invented, where would we be at in like modern medicine? Well, right? we'd be drinking COVID vaccines. That's where we'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't – but well, like, maybe you'd be bacon and brownies. Stick it up your... What? Bacon what? and brownies. That's how you denature a protein, Sean. That wouldn't work. Oh, man. You could eat the brownie mix. That would work. There you go. Or cookie dough. I think you're Perfect. thinking. I think I think you're thinking of THC. It's not COVID. Yeah, <laughs> no, you definitely couldn't eat it. Like it would. That's just not how it works. That was that was the biggest thing for me that I when I was doing bail enforcement that I hated is some of these fucking places that we go to dude i mean you couldn't step two inches without seeing uncapped needles everywhere and it wasn't the fact that they were uncapped it was the fact they were used oh yeah and i'm already like not a fan of needles anyway but then one that's gotten used by somebody else it's in me cool i'm just gonna go out and back and shoot myself yeah because that'd be the appropriate response i no, i I straight up when i got stabbed by that the uncapped needle in that guy's pocket i was like my life's over that's it for sure that's it it's over you have Episodes. Every one of them, dude. All of the itises I had, that scared me. And that's what I lead off with conversations like, yeah, when I was doing HIV meds, and people are like, wait, what the fuck? You're not Magic Johnson. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. He's still alive. That was what was shitty, dude. Honestly, like when I started the regiment, he was like, even though you don't have it, like you've tested negative every time, it's still a good thing to do. But you actually might have a resistance to HIV. <laughs> about to find out boys <laughs> the hiv meds were not as bad for me but one of the doctors that was prescribed to me was like it's some people say that the meds are worse than the actual like hiv itself until they're like late stage hiv and like well then it's like yeah it's like then it's like really bad but the um the drugs that i took weren't very very potent i didn't think but he was like some the dosage that you're on would fuck some people up mm-hmm. 
So I don't recommend sharing needles. If you do drugs, take it. There's actually places like give you free needles. Free clean sterile needles. Yeah, they they were all over the place in San Francisco with the safe injection sites, and then they yeah. they they'd shoot up, and then leave them on the fucking pavement, <laughs> and somebody's dog would pick them up, take them to the dog nice park, stick. and then you'd step on it to the dog park. That actually happened to somebody in San Francisco a couple years ago. Oh, I believe it. San Francisco's a shithole, so is Portland. California. California in general should just go somewhere else. That's why our, is it? We'll let, we'll let Puerto Rico in. We'll kick, Are they, <laughs> isn't California the reason why we can't see four feet in front of us right now? Yeah. Or is it somewhere else? fires in California? No. I thought it was, it was really... like a fire that was closer. No, California. Yeah. And because it's... When when do you think a state gets to a point where even the government's like, this is just not working out for us? <laughs> like, there's got to be a point. I, dude, they, they got to be hitting that point in the next few years. Well, it's the fifth largest economy in the world. Yeah. So it's That's like crazy. surpasses the U.S. Well, it can't surpass the U.S. if it's part of the U.S. That's what's. <laughs> that's why it's crazy is because it is. It's going to. Well, we'll let it succeed. They should create their own country. They should. They should. They should just go some Republic of California. They tried. And you know, I think I'll allow it. I hate that state. I don't need free travel there. Did you guys see that new update that Snapchat did with your fucking bitmojis? Uh, wow! You not seen that update? Uh, uh-uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's horrifying. I don't like this. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, it's really weird. Never mind. I don't like seeing my bitmoji. Anyway, remember <laughs> when Snapchat had that like really big overhaul two or three years ago, and everyone thought the world would end? Well, it almost did uh, over the week, last week because people's um, like best friends disappeared, and like some people couldn't send Snapchats, and there were people like on Twitter losing their absolute minds. One of my friends, she had a streak of over five thousand days with one of her friends and lost it. How many years is that? Maybe it was three thousand. Five thousand. Hold on, no, I got. I'm fact checking yeah. five thousand. Oh, nope, sorry, it was like two thousand. It was two thousand days. It was over four years. Okay, wait. How? Hold Maybe. on. Hold on. It hold was on. four years. Five years. Five, oh, well, I mean, 5,000 years is thir- almost 14 5, years. 5,000 years? 14 years. No, 5,000 days. It was like 2,000, I think. So that's like seven years? Yeah, right around seven years. Oh, five. Well, five. a little over five and a half years. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> that's a yeah, long... That what the right. hell? Yeah, that's a long... Okay. I don't know anyone that, that I like that much. Yeah. Five years. Okay. Well. Well, yep. Yeah, thanks. <sighs> what? We have some editing to do. Oh, man, that's right. I got like 11 words to talk <laughs> about. Well, here comes my work. <laughs> so, thanks everyone for joining us on another episode of Drunk Boys Basement. Interested in finding where else you can catch us? Follow us on Facebook. Find something you want the... Re- Wow. You want the Drunk Boys Find Basement. Find something you want to research and Drunk Boys Basement talk about. Next time, see y'all. <laughs> it's the dyslexia episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you like hanging out, share our Facebook page. Catch y'all next Friday. And remember, please listen responsibly.